in to the Wagme Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Nick Musto. Nick, how are we doing on this fine evening? I'm doing all right. I'm, I had a rough night <laughs> last night watching Nick Thursday just, night game. Nick just told me, not only are you Steelers fans, so that was a, a stinging defeat to the putrid Cleveland Browns, or forever bad Cleveland Browns. You know, they you haven't been... Rubbing it in. They haven't been terrible this year or the last couple years. But, you know, not only did you lose to the Browns, but, Nick, tell you, tell everybody about your bet that you just lost. Bad beat here. Yeah, so I just threw together a Thursday night parlay. You know, seven bucks. Seven to win 79 is what the payout would have been. It would have been a nice, nice Thursday night reward for myself after watching the Steelers get maxed. So everything hits. We're going last drive. I bet Steelers spread plus six and a half. That's good. It's locked. Last play of the game. You know, we'll just run a little lateral play, try to get some yards, maybe score a touchdown, or we can fumble it in the end zone and blow Nick's spread up. Uh, They took the latter choice there. And, yeah, I think there was point shaving involved. I don't know what's going on, but that was just not right. That's such a bad beat. Um, I'm kind of pissed off at that last play because I have Najee in a couple leagues, mm-hmm. um, including a very important one. And I hate that he gets labeled with the fumble loss on that last play. Like, it's clear it's an overt lateral play. You know, anybody can have the last lateral. Um, I don't think it should count as a fumble loss in fantasy football. Uh, yeah, I agree. It is bullshit, but I'm playing against Najee, so I'm not going to advocate against it this week. <laughs> so last night, Nick Chubb had a phenomenal game, over 100 yards, uh, visited the end zone. You know, uh, typical typical Nick Chubb performance. He looked like the best player when he was out on the field. Kareem Hunt, anytime I looked at him on the screen, it looked like he was hobbling off the field. Did you notice that too? I mean, he handled the ball 15 times. Um, is he banged um, up, do you think? I didn't notice any hobbling. I haven't heard any reports, but if you saw it, I'm not going to doubt it. He was in there a lot um, uh, right before Chubb got his touchdown. They gave it to Hunt three times inside the 10, and then he got him to the goal line, and then they gave it to Chubb to knock it in. And that was near the end of the game. So at that point, they were still using him a lot is what I'm getting at. I don't think I noticed anything. He just looked gimpy. A couple times and maybe mm. it was just you know his strut his lethargic strut but i thought i saw something i haven't read anything either today so perhaps my eyes deceive me amari cooper had a phenomenal game he's starting to look like the old vintage amari cooper even with jacoby Brissett. um were we too low on him do you think um i don't think so there's gonna be down weeks right like okay week one he had Four points, I believe. I don't have the test. It was a poor performance, yes. It was a dud. I think it was 4.7 points. But, yeah, he wasn't good. And then last week against the Jets, he goes 101 yards and a touchdown. Then this week, he 101 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm not going to say – the Steelers' defense is lacking without T.J. Watt. It's just – it's not the same as what it was to start the season. Um, And the Jets' defense is the Jets' defense. So, I'm not – I'm not expecting this from Amari Cooper every week, but he will receive a lot of volume just because he's the best, far far and away the best receiver in this offense. One more note I want to make, uh, two more actually, Cleveland. Um, Njoku, David Njoku had finally the game 
that everybody thinks he can have. He is a weapon when the ball is in his hands. Um, he's a beast. But another thing that I'm going to have to start paying attention to is when you play Cleveland, you don't have the ball. You don't possess the ball. They ran 69 plays yesterday. Um, week one, they ran over 80, 80 plays. Their time of possession is number one. They're just dominant. Um, so when you have an offensive player on opposing Cleveland, uh, that's something to consider is the volume just isn't going to be up there. Uh, Steelers only ran 54 offensive plays yesterday. That's well below average. I don't know. Maybe it's just analyst, fantasy analyst bullshit, but I, th- I find that interesting. Yeah, the the Browns, they can just run the ball. They can pick up a first down every set of downs just through running the ball with those two running backs. So, yeah, their time of possession is just insane. Um, I don't understand what's going on with the Steelers' offense. In the fourth quarter, they were forced to throw the ball, and they actually drove very quickly and efficiently with a couple of big chunk plays to Fryermuth and to Deontay Johnson, like 20-yard pickups three in a row back to back to back, and then nothing before that like I, I swear we have to be losing and yeah just to just to perform at any sort of level they need, need down. they need a sense of urgency matt canada yo yeah. he is god awful um the offensive line's god awful as well they only allowed one sack yesterday um surprisingly but still they cannot move the ball you are right um they need to be losing in order to loosen up i just don't it baffles me as well I don't get why they, they can't selectively pick better plays earlier in the game that get them down the field yeah. quicker. I genuinely believe that it's not really Trubisky. Trubisky looks good when he's, he's allowed to throw downfield. He's fine. He's That's, fine. Yeah. Um, 65-ish percent of his passes completed yesterday, over 200 yards. Not fine in the end zone, though. Um, he did on, with his legs, but not through the air. That's what's keeping this offense back is um they don't they they just aren't good you know it's 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 not <laughs> a, it's not a strong offense that's my uh deductive reasoning right there yeah it's friday afternoon everybody's getting off work so let's update everybody on injuries heading into this weekend um week three there's a slew of injuries you know keenan allen michael pittman among the stars that missed last week A couple others left week two with injuries, James Conner among them. We got to update everybody on the news. I'm going to start with Michael Gallup. Ed Werder reported Thursday that Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy expects wide receiver Michael Gallup to return from his ACL injury on Monday Night Football this Monday against the Giants. Gallup will be on a limited play count. All right, another Cowboy, Dalton Schultz. Uh, sustained a PCL sprain last week against the Bengals. Um, he's doing well in practice um, in the off week. Sorry. He's doing well in the week off in between games, um, but we don't have an availability yet for him. It seems like he might play from the reports that I've seen, but I would be prepared to pivot. I couldn't leave him. I, I can't leave him in my lineup heading into Monday night. I'll put it that way. It's how questionable what about, he is. You could probably snag Cody Bellinger off waivers. It wouldn't, wouldn't be worth it, in my opinion. Um, I'd rather no. have Cole Komet or someone else there. Chris Godwin and Julio Jones. Um, there's bad and then there's batter. Godwin's the batter. 
Uh, both were absent from Thursday and Wednesday, although Wednesday is typically Julio Jones's scheduled rest day. Julio was seen working with the trainer on Friday. Chris Godwin was not out there on Friday. Um, both are game time decisions, they say, but Chris Godwin still dealing with a hamstring injury. I really don't expect to see him suit up. Cole Beasley was signed this week to Tampa's roster as a temporary replacement. I wouldn't be surprised if Julio Jones misses as well, although Jones has the better chance of suiting up Sunday night against Denver. Yeah, and that makes Brady a bench this week if you have none of those three receivers. I just got him um, a few buddies, so he's starting for me. <laughs> have fun with that. We're rolling. Um, James Conner, game-time decision with an ankle injury. Uh, I would probably draft or uh, pick up one of their back, one of the backups for Connor. Um, you know, Benjamin is definitely available. Daryl Williams is probably available. Uh, I would roll with Daryl Williams here. He's going to get the red zone touches, and he was involved in more plays than you know last week. Um, I'm I kind of like this matchup against the Rams. Another Cardinal, Rondell Moore. He's out for his third consecutive game. Cliff Kingsbury still describes him as week-to-week. He will not make his season debut quite yet. Um, They're hoping within two weeks they'll have their young wide receiver, and boy, do they need him back. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, full participant uh, this week, as he was last week as well. However, he did not play last week. It looks like he will play this week, although I'm not going to be the one to say that because we thought he would play week one. Um, Harbaugh says he's week-to-week. When he does come back, I'd be expecting a limited workload for at least at least two games, and then he'll most likely see uh, a workload that he saw two years ago before the injury. Michael Pittman practiced in limited fashion throughout the week. Good enough for Frank Reich to deem Pittman ready to go for Sunday's game. Yep, Alvin Kamara, limited participant this week. Um, rib injury, he is questionable going into the week three. However, it looks like he's going to return, at least from the reports that I've been reading. And this Carolina defense is bad. Kamara will have a very good divisional matchup. George Kittle, another guy with a, a big-time big time game. And he's coming back. He's Sunday night as well. Plays against the Broncos. According to general manager John Lynch, uh, Kittle posted two good practices this week. Should make his season debut. Keep in mind, Kittle suffered a groin injury less than three weeks ago on September 5th. However, I think it's time. He was close to playing last week. I I believe he should be out there this week. Do you start him? Yeah, you you have to start George Kittle. I mean, you you drafted him in the fourth or fifth round. When he's healthy, he's a go. Uh, He's a grinder. You know, he's a a tough-nosed football player. He's in my starting lineup when he's active. Okay, two Bills, Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox. Knox left last week's game with a foot injury. He is not looking like he's going to play, although things could change as we're still two days away from Sunday. Gabe Davis almost played last week. Um, He's going to play this week. He's logged two consecutive practices um, with with limited uh, participants, but it looks like he's going to be back for this week. Both are questionable heading into Sunday. I will give Davis the advantage for uh, odds of suiting up. I do agree. Devin Duvernay returned to practice on Thursday after suffering a concussion in last week's game. Duvernay is on track to play Sunday against the Patriots. 
DeAndre Swift, uh, still questionable. He was questionable heading into last week, and he played and still put up 17 points on limited snaps. I'm not concerned about him. I think he's going to play this week, and he will continue to make an impact as he did last week in the same limited fashion. He only touched the ball seven times last week. That's the crazy part about it. Seven times. 17 points. 17 points. Yeah, I think he, he – Dan Campbell said they're going to be smart about it and monitor him. But it's similar trend last week. Uh, limited participant throughout the week. Missed a practice here or there. I think he's going to suit up and play in a similar role as to last week sparingly, but it's enough to get him in your lineup. He's too electric not to. TJ Hawkinson, his teammate, was a limited participant in Wednesday and Thursday's practices. Dan Campbell didn't even acknowledge Hawkinson's injury while speaking to reporters Friday morning, signifying that the young tight end is good to go for week three. Um, Lenny, fully full participant, um, well, limited participant this week. I thought he was a full participant today. Um, maybe I could be mistaken about that. Um, sending off a hamstring injury that he sustained in week one. Uh, he did play last week, still only got nine points. Um, hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season. I would expect them to have to lean on Fournette this week because of the lack of receivers. So if he's in the lineup, which he should be, I, I love him this week. I'm going to go on the other side of the football in this game for the Packers. Their entire wide receiver core is questionable, holding game-time decision tags to their names Sunday. Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, Randall Cobb, and Alan Lazard, all are game-time decisions, according to head coach Matt LaFleur, ahead of Sunday's game against Tampa Bay. Lazard's dealing with a lingering ankle injury. Cobb missed two days because of illness, although it isn't covid and Christian Watson and Sammy Watkins, the rookie and the veteran, both have hamstring issues. I would be confident in all receivers being active. It seemed like it was just precautionary. Um, if one of them, you know, multiple of them were sitting out together, I feel like they were learning off to the sides together. We'll know more Monday, Sunday morning, excuse me. Uh, but I'd expect Green Bay to be at full strength come Sunday. All right, Jerry Judy injured last week. Um, MRI and x-rays were negative. He looks like he is healthy. However, he may just be a little dinged up from what was a brutal fall. Um, didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, but was seen at the field on Friday. I'm not too sure if Judy's going to play this week. It is definitely one of those that are up in the air right now. Um, we can kind of lean one way or another with a lot of these players' injuries. However, Judy, for me, I'm a little skeptical about right now. I am too. He's someone that has higher odds sitting than starting for me. I'm going to flip it over to Jacoby Myers. He was a non-participant in Wednesday's practice because of an everlasting knee injury that he had. He carried that injury designation into week one. It seemed to be cleared up by week two. He wasn't. He didn't carry any sort of injury designation last week. This week, he's back at it. Um, he's on the injury report. He looks to be fine, though. Uh, I believe he probably just regressed last week. You know, he saw 13 targets. He handled the ball nine times against Pittsburgh last week. I feel like uh, maybe he just had a little too much soreness in his knee Monday, Tuesday to uh, participate in Wednesday. Nonetheless, I do expect him to suit up. He's suited up for Friday's walkthrough, and he will play Sunday. 
Hunter, two, uh, two Raiders. Hunter Renfro is not cleared concussion protocol, so his uh, ability to play this weekend is still up in the air. And Josh Jacobs has an illness. Um, I'm concerned about both of these guys, whether they play or not, to be completely honest. This team may Dude. start 0-3. You know what's funny is the Raiders and the Titans play each other. They're both 0-2. One of those teams is going to be 0-3 to start the season. That is crazy. But, dude, Hunter Renfro, I don't get how that dude still has a brain. Uh, he got cracked in, yeah. in overtime. Like, Isaiah Simmons literally croaked him. I would be surprised if he plays, frankly, this Sunday. Yeah. Keenan Allen, he is not participating in individual drills on Friday. You know, he left week one with a hamstring injury after looking really good through a quarter and a half. Allen participated in limited fashion both Wednesday and Thursday. After missing week two, I expect Keenan Allen to return this week against the Jaguars. Nonetheless, he's going to carry that questionable tag heading into Sunday's game. Okay, Justin Herbert. Um, Chase Daniel taking first-team reps on Friday. Um, So this concerns me, and it also doesn't. I think they're preparing Chase Daniel just in case, but Justin Herbert doesn't need those Friday reps really like he's he's solidified in this offense he understands what he's asked to do so if he feels like he is able to play and they clear him for the game he's going to play and be fine however if he does not does this make you any concern because there's a lot of like Gerald Everett Austin Eckler Mike Williams Keenan Allen even Josh Palmer all those guys are in fantasy lineups almost every week what do you think about them if it's Chase Daniel? So with Chase Daniel, honestly, I'm I'm leaving it. Uh, the L.A. Chargers, they are going to run the same offense. There's a couple plays, head coach Brandon Staley said, that are solely Justin, but the system's still the system. And whether it's Chase Daniel or Justin Herbert, it's interchangeable. And you have such a star-studded offense. Points are going to come. Um, I couldn't I couldn't sit someone like Mike Williams, um, even with Chase Daniel against Jacksonville. I couldn't sit Gerald Everett after he saw 10 targets last week. He's like a top five tight end right now. And Austin Eckler is pretty much immune to the quarterback shift. Arguably, you could say they're going to lean on him heavier. He's going to get more checkdowns. And Keenan Allen's like the most consistent PPR player of all time. So I'm, I'm leaving the Chargers offense as it is. Maybe if you have alternatives to sit Mike Williams, like say you have Brandon Cooks and Cortland Sutton uh, that you could potentially start over him, yeah, go ahead, play it safe. But if not, I'm not too worried about it. I am worried about Justin Herbert suiting up, though. There was just recently a big shift in the Vegas odds for this game. The line deteriorated by 3.5 points in favor of Jacksonville, perhaps hinting out of Justin Herbert. Um, injury bombshell coming on us about this Sunday, but nonetheless, Chargers offense, just leave it. What about you? What do you think? Um, I'm not scared of Eckler. I'm not scared of Keenan Allen. I'm, I might start like a Robert Tonyan over Gerald Everett this week. And I also might go with something other than Mike Williams because Mike Williams money is made off those deep bombs that Herbert is so great at throwing and I don't know what Chase Daniel can do. So what happens I'd be concerned about what happens if Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert are out? Do you think that launches Mike Williams up up your boards for this week? Then I play Mike Williams, definitely. Yeah, that's he's gonna fill into 
Keenan role as well. That's how I feel. You're probably right with Chase Daniel. He loses his upside, but there's still like they're very talented players, and I'm not gonna mess with it if uh, you know if it ain't right. broke, don't fix it. Who's gonna be the top dog this week at each position at quarterback? Who do you think is going to be the number one finisher of week three? Yeah, I got Jalen Hurts at Washington um, playing the Commanders, who gave up great games to Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff, two very mediocre quarterbacks. And Jalen Hurts has looked like one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL this season, um, the way he just lit up the Vikings. I think Jalen Hurts finishes far and away the QB one this week. This defense for the Commanders is bad. The running back one of the week, who is that? Um, a guy I just gave you, <laughs> Joe Mixon, um, going up against the Jets, a bounce-back game for the Bengals. I think that they go up quick and early, and Joe Mixon is part of that, and then they may lean on him just to ride the game out into the third quarter and then end it in the fourth with Samaji P. Ryan. I think Joe Mixon has a good game. I would definitely bet on him scoring this week, and I think he's going to receive a lot of volume. Wide receiver one. Uh, this hurts me. So I'm going back to the Eagles, and I hate A.J. Brown. I did not think he would be good this year. Yet he's proved me wrong. Um, I, I'm still not high on him. But this week against Washington, as I said, Jalen Hurts will be the QB1, which in turn will vault A.J. Brown up into a high echelon this week, and I think it is the number one overall. He's going to receive a lot of passes. I think Devontae Smith will as well. They'll both have good games. But A.J. Brown is more electric than Devontae Smith. He'll score. Yeah, that one hurts me to admit that A.J. Brown has – I'm not going to refute that he has talent. I just don't think long-term-wise this throughout this season he's going to be a valuable fantasy asset in Philadelphia. Who's a tight end one yeah. for week three? Um, we both have Travis Kelsey going up, going to Indianapolis. This defense has looked terrible, and Kelsey is the best tight end in the NFL on one of the best offenses in the league. I expect a bit. It's, it's either Kelsey or Andrews every week, and Andrews plays the pass this week, so I'm going Kelsey. Yep, that was the one position that we agreed on. I chose Travis Kelsey at Indianapolis as well, banged up Indy defense, perhaps McCole Hardman's missing this week. Um, so Travis Kelsey's a safe bet there. My wide receiver one of the week, Justin Jefferson, home against Detroit. Last three games against Detroit, he's averaging over 25 points. The slaughterhouse is going to continue. Look for Minnesota to bounce back at home. Running back, I have Leonard Fournette, uh, someone that we briefly mentioned earlier in our injury report. He's at home against Green Bay. The Bucks wide receiver core is banged up. You mentioned Lenny has yet to find the end zone. He apologized to us fantasy owners. He's going to find the end zone this week. Um, so I'm going to take the man's word. And he's going to finish as the RB1 overall this week. At quarterback, Joe Burrow. You mentioned since he's bounced back game against the Jets. Well, I think Joe Burrow is going to reap the rewards of this juicy matchup. The Jets have a susceptible and young defense. Uh, they just don't like playing defense. Simple as that. Joe Burrow finally gets away from a an elite pass rusher. You know, last week he had Micah Parsons hounding him. The week before, T.J. Watt sacked him like three times or whatever. This week, Joe Burrow is going to have time. Um, shout out to Jacob Fabian. He's the one that got me on this for this week. Joe Burrow is my QB one of the week. I'd like to just quickly 
mentioned Chris Godwin was just deemed out for the week. And Julio Jones holds a questionable tag. And then what else did I find out? Oh, TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift carry the questionable tag into Sunday's game. All right, even quicker. Who won this trade? I gave up Joe Mixon, Jeff Wilson, Gabe Davis, and Tom Brady. And I got Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and J.K. Dobbins. All right, thank you. Yeah, well, see, that was made with me, dickhead. And I'm the one that gave up (laughs) the best stack of all time. However, it was necessary to keep my team alive. Um, Twitter, fantasy Twitter ripped me a new one for that. They said I I got raped in this trade. I gave up Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs for too low. I'm a believer in the Brady bounce back. Joe Mixon's a top five running back this year once again. Uh, I have Elijah Mitchell, so Jeff Wilson gives me a complete lockdown on the San Fran running back, and I get Gabe Davis back. Um, so I think it extends the life of my team. I think it made us both better, though, Nick. And that's something you can't really say that often. I agree. I think it was a good trade for both sides. We we find a happy medium. You know, last year we did Deontay Johnson for Jalen Waddle and Tyler Lockett. It worked out for both of us. You know, let's keep doing business with each other, buddy. Sure, of course. I, I definitely would do anything to get Joe Mixon back, as I miss him a lot. That is interesting. We'll talk. We'll take this off air. All <laughs> right, follow us on our socials, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, at WagMeFantasy. You can subscribe to our newsletter, Winning with WagMe, at WagMeFantasy.com. Nick and I will be fielding questions Sunday morning. Pop a question in our comments or on our most recent post on our uh, socials. If you want, to, if you have any lineup advice on Sunday morning, that is all, Nick. We are out of here. We'll see you next time. Thank you.